the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Hey, good afternoon. Greetings. Thanks for being with us. It's a um, hot tea and honey kind of day. It is. Hot tea and honey. If you're lucky enough to be in a place where you can have hot tea and honey, yeah. go for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You have a beverage? Uh, I do. I have my water bottle. Just water. Just not very exciting. No. Still, though, it's necessary. What do you have over there? Hot tea and honey. Do you really? That's what I'm saying. <gasps> you actually went and did that before the show started. It's not that big of a deal. I put I, I put hot water in the microwave for four minutes. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I and wish... then I put a tea bag in, and then here comes the here's some honey, and then whoa! Holy I smokes. wish I liked honey, but I don't even a little bit. Well, I don't understand that. Yeah, I. I Why not? What, what's the deal with that? I, it's it, like basic. It, it's natural, you know. Eating mm-hmm. local honey is good for your immune system. It's good for all sorts. Yeah, yeah. I just hate it. It just tastes good. I hate the taste of it. I can't believe that. I do. I hate it. Well, here's the weird thing is, uh, you know, like uh, in my neighborhood, there are several people who have yard signs and say, we sell our own natural honey. Oh, that's like, they yeah, they're bees. Yeah, that's awesome. You know? That's really good for your um, ecosystem. What, to have be- bees in the backyard? Just really? to have bees in your neighborhood, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Well, we they're... have friends who are like Mr. Beekeeper. Yeah. Right? We... By the... By the truckloads. Are you kidding me? That's wild. Yeah, and I wish I liked honey. I can't believe. I know. I'm what dis- is the deal with that? Maybe, dis- maybe you should revisit it. However disappointed you are in me, I'm more disappointed uh, well, in myself. No, I'm not disappointed. Uh, it's kind of like not liking salt and pepper is what no, it feels like. It's that a, basic. to me is a very strong taste. Huh. I don't like the smell of it either. When's the last time you tried it? About a week ago. Come on. I mean it. Really? Mm-hmm. Lex? Le- how do you chime feel? in here? You, you a honey fan? Oh, I love me some honey. Uh huh. Mm. Yeah, I have a bad habit. I did this. Oh, for... what's this? I love to hear about this bad habits. Like, this is uh, like <laughs> I would say you're, this... you're among friends. Well, not. I'd say, hey, honey, what do you think? Blah 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 blah. Oh yeah. I'd use that, but not with your wife. You just use it with any person, right? right. Uh, any I any was woman. taught not to do that, boy, and I, I did that for years. And didn't okay. Didn't so think all, about it. all the times that we've gone out to eat together, which is about ten thousand, mm-hmm. you often say to the waitress, "I'm so sorry." Now I have to apologize, honey. You know, can <laughs> I? But it's but oh, here's the thing. You, you and now you're very good about apologizing. I got blasted. I understand that that offends blasted. people, but it comes from a good place. You're yeah, never, yeah, yeah. you're not predatory in saying it, and <laughs> you're not minimizing the person I either. Know. It's just, I, yeah, I give you a break on that. Anyway, I don't. <laughs> I'm glad you. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Now you're sorry I brought it okay, up. Okay, sorry. Yeah, okay. Oh. Such is life. Yeah. Hey, uh, let's talk about the news stories yeah, today. Yeah, okay? I have four and Fabulous. let me just, before we get into that, mm-hmm. tell you what a terrific show we have coming up. Mm-hmm. In the five o'clock hour, uh, we're going to be talking to Cornelius Plantinga for the very first time, um, former uh, president of Calvin Theological Seminary, about an unbelievably great book that he has out. I haven't been this excited about a book 
in a long time. So we're excited to have Neil Plantinga with us. Um, and then later after that, we'll be talking celebrity birthdays. Maybe oh. I'll ask Neil about, you can guess how no, old those people are. Um, also, also, in this hour, we're going to go to the phones in about 20 minutes. Uh, what did your parents prioritize with you? And what are you prioritizing with your kids? There was some data that came out from the Pew, Pew Research Center yesterday that was interesting to both John and I. So we'll ask you about that. Open phones at about 4.30 this afternoon. Mm-hmm. Very good. All right. Uh, the news stories of the day, Kath, please give us the top four at four. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. you just roll. Can I just roll? Yeah, what the heck. Okay. Yeah, okay good. All right, Lex, I'm just going in, okay? Yep. All right. Oh, this there it is. It was going to feel weird reading the news stories without that sound for Thursday. Don't worry about it, honey. The, the 26th of January, 2023. Number one. Malnutrition rates in Afghanistan, John, at record highs with half the country enduring severe hunger throughout the year, a spokesman for the World Food Program said today. The Taliban takeover. Where's in, this? Uh, this is in Afghanistan. The Taliban takeover in August of 2021 drove millions into poverty, right? We know that. But distribution has been severely impacted by the edict banning women from working at national and international NGOs, right? That just came like in December. The ban quote has come at the worst possible time. Families and communities don't know where the next meal is coming from. The NGO ban on women workers has seen the suspension are you ready for this? Of 115 out of 437 mobile health clinics. Wow. They just can't run them because women ran there. them. Because women ran them. That affects 82,000 children and pregnant women. Mm. Number two. A Ukrainian human rights lawyer who shared last year's Nobel Peace Prize called today for more international investigation and legal help to deal with the staggering amount of war crimes cases since Russia invaded Ukraine. Oleksandra Matvachuk of Ukraine Center for Civil Liberties told a session of the 46th Nation Council of Europe, which is, if you've never heard of the Council of Europe, which I got to be honest, I never had, that's the continent's foremost human rights organization. She told them today that Ukraine had documented 31,000 cases of potential war crimes since February. But the glut of work the process entailed left the legal system unable to handle it. And she says the war has turned people into numbers. The scale of war crimes grows so large, it's become impossible to recognize all of the stories. It's a sad, sad story, but a really important one. You can read it today in ABC News. Number three, a pair of House Democrats today called for Speaker Kevin McCarthy to block GOP Representative George Santos of New York from having access to classified information. They're probably thinking, well, since none of our other elected officials can enter classified information, Santos, based on his track record, is not going to do any better. New York reps Gregory Meeks of New York, the top Democrat on the Foreign Affairs Committee, and Joe Morrell told McCarthy that they have serious concerns about Santos, who has admitted to fabricating parts of his professional background and is under investigation, state and federally, uh, probing his finances and financial disclosures. One of Santos's major supporters, John, you already know this, but I'll tell all the listeners, is Andrew, Andrew Intrater, 
who, with his apparent domestic partner, donated a combined $34,000 to George Santos. And he is the cousin, not George Santos, but Andrew Intrater, is the cousin of Victor Vexelberg, a Russian oligarch sanctioned by the U.S. in 2018 and again in March following Russia's invasion with Ukraine. This is not going to end well. No. That's from CBS News. And number four. The National Transportation Safety Board issued an update today on the collapse of the Fern Hollow Bridge, but it provides no conclusion for what caused the failure almost exactly one year ago. Mm. And that is your top four at four. Very nice. I drove over the uh, Fern Hollow Bridge yesterday. How did you feel? Every time I drive by it, now I beat my horn. Beep, 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 beep. It just feels so good. Did it feel stable? Oh, it's very stable. Yeah. Did you read this report? No. Okay. Uh, There's an article in the PG about it today, and the NTSB has basically details all the things that they have done, all the people that they've talked to, all the different perspectives they've investigated. But the end of it is that they still don't know. What happened? Yeah. They say all aspects of the collapse remain under investigation while the NTSB determines the probable cause. Hmm. All right. So, I mean, it's almost a year ago. It's, it'll be a 28th, year on the 28th. Right? Yeah. Yeah. What's so, the date today? Yeah, today's the 26th. Hey, okay. That's uh, Saturday. You're going to celebrate. Are we going to sell? I don't know. Those people, how about those poor people? Listen. Still recovering. What the heck? Unbelievable. But the good news is the government got their act together and they built a new bridge in less than a year and happy to have it back again. Okay, we'll take a quick break. When we come back, the question is what does prayer do? You may think you know the answer, but there's more to the story. 101.5 WORD. Plan now to join Word FM aboard the Gateway Clipper. It's our Valentine Dinner Cruise, Friday, February 10th. A special night out for sweethearts, couples, and friends. Enjoy a delicious dinner buffet in the romantic warmth of the Gateway Clippers Empress as you take in spectacular views of the city skyline. Boarding time is 6 p.m. Book now at wordfm.com. Sponsored in part by Trinity Jewelers and Cornerstone Television. This is an important notice to consumers facing $10,000 or more in credit card debt, medical bills, or other unsecured debt. You may not be required to pay it all back because there are special programs now in effect that will significantly reduce the amount you will owe if you qualify. This is not bankruptcy or a debt consolidation loan. These programs, which the credit card companies like to keep secret, exist to aid American consumers struggling with overwhelming credit card debt by offering tremendous savings and real debt relief. Accredited Debt Relief has established a special hotline for you to call and learn what savings you qualify for. They've helped qualify consumers with over a billion dollars in debt and are A-plus rated with the Better Business Bureau. So don't wait. Get the relief you need during these hard economic times. For this free information, call the Accredited Debt Relief Hotline now. Call 800-786-2300. 800-786-2300. That's 800-786-2300. Late summer this year, you can join Alistair Begg on a fascinating Mediterranean cruise. We'll be visiting Syracuse on the island of Sicily. Perhaps no other city encapsulates the beauty of the Mediterranean than Syracuse. Ancient Greek ruins peeking over citrus orchards. The sparkling waters, an unforgettable sight to behold. Then return to the ship so that we can again look to the Bible and enjoy fellowship with one another as our journey continues. Join Alistair Begg for a -a once-in-a-lifetime Mediterranean cruise. Immerse yourself in the wonder of some of the world's most famous cathedrals, museums, and works of art. We'll be sailing on Norwegian Cruise Line's newest ship, the luxurious Viva. For details, log on to DeeperFaithCruise.com. 
Then call 855-565-5519 to join. 855-565-5519. Inspiration Cruises and Tours is a trusted partner of Salem Media Group. During the pandemic, they closed our churches down. Suicide rates are exploding. Drug and alcohol use is ravaging America. And there's no church to bring the hope. See the new documentary, Super Spreader, how a stand against religious tyranny brought hope to a country in crisis. Christian singer and activist Sean Foyt leading what's called Let Us Worship. Here's a move of God that's going to change America. Watch Super Spreader, available now at SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Well, prayer doesn't change things. Changes me. Is that true? Roger Olson's back with us. Roger's been a guest of ours many years. He is Emeritus Professor of Christian Theology at Baylor University, author of more than 20 books, including The Story of Christian Theology and The Journey of Modern Theology. Roger, welcome back, friend. How are you doing? Hi. Good to be with you again. I'm doing fine. Excellent. Always a pleasure to hear your voice, Roger. Thank you. Roger, what about this idea that prayer... that we shouldn't bother asking God for things because God knows what's right anyway, and we'll do the best thing. And so what's, what's the point of praying? First of all, what do I think about it? I think it's unbiblical. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How's that? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> when the disciples asked Jesus to teach them to pray, <laughs> he didn't say, oh, prayer doesn't change things. Prayer changes you. So just be silent and, or meditate or, you know, you know, he taught them to pray a prayer petition to God. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So I'm against that saying. Obviously, it's both. Prayer changes me and it changes things, or it can change things. Roger, can you talk about the, the different types of prayer or the different types of praying, the ask and all those? Traditionary prayer is where we ask God for something, um, or our daily bread, for example. Intercessory prayer is a kind of petitionary prayer where we intercede on someone else's behalf before God, asking God, for example, to heal them. So those are closely related. They're, they're asking God for something. Uh, there's, of course, prayers of praise and, and thanksgiving, prayers of confession, prayers of uh, adoration. Every Sunday morning when I get up to lead worship and, and preach, or every other Sunday morning, I should say, I shouldn't make it too often, I do it every other Sunday morning, I lead the church in Acts, A-C-T-S, adoration, confession, thanksgiving, and supplication. Hmm. So there are at least those four kinds and the others that I mentioned. Excellent. So if we are looking at prayer and we say, okay, I am going to ask for, uh, I need a job. I'm unemployed, mm-hmm. um, and but I, I'm kind of scared. I'm kind of scared to pray for a job, because of what if what if I can't get one? What does that tell me about God, or what does that tell me about me? So I think that's one of the main reasons why people have opted for this cliche that prayer doesn't change things, or sometimes they say prayer doesn't change God. Either way, it changes me. And, of course, I don't think it does change God's character or God's eternal nature. But throughout the Bible, and we see it in Jesus' own teaching, there's a lot of emphasis on petitionary prayer, but also on God's sovereignty. And so we're to pray in Jesus' name, meaning four things that um, Jesus would be for. 
And my having a job is certainly something God is in favor of, because in Thessalonians, Paul says those who should not, who do not work should not eat. So obviously working is a good thing. And so if I don't get a job, then, yeah, how do I explain that? So a lot of people, out of that fear of not being able to explain it to themselves or to others, prefer to say prayer doesn't change things, prayer changes me. But what they forget is that God knows the big picture. God knows whether you're having a job is really part of his plan and whether it benefits you and other people or whether this is an unemployment struggle you need to go through mm. to, to build up your character and make you a better kind of person, which it could because God can bring good out of anything if yeah. we turn it over to him. Very good. So, Roger, um, recently our nation, if you're a sports fan, uh, we became deeply involved in prayer that the, seemingly the prayer was answered, that uh, there was a football player who had a heart attack on the field for the Buffalo Bills, and uh, it was shocking to see commentators, sports broadcasters, players on the field, people in the stands, and then, you know, on social media, I'm sure by the millions, people prayed for this player. Now, the good news is, seemingly, this young man has um, responded to all that power of prayer. DeMar Hamlin's tweeting. Yep, so. <laughs> he is tweeting. Uh, but there's a little talk about the power of prayer after the fact. You know the story, mm-hmm. yeah? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I, I, I've watched some of it. I'm not a big football fan, but I, I thank God for his recovery. And I know a, a man in my church right now who is who is in the hospital in ICU and the whole congregation has had prayer meetings for him. Everyone in the congregation, beyond it, everyone who knows him is praying for him, and it's mm. a struggle. He yeah. he go, has his ups and downs, and uh, we're just hoping and praying that God answers that prayer. But why God doesn't answer every prayer that we pray is an open question that we will only find the answer to probably in heaven. But God knows, and our purpose, our goal, our, our calling is to trust him anyway. But yes, people are, you know, they pray, the prayer gets answered, then they drop it a lot of times. And the Bible tells us, Paul says, pray without ceasing. Mm -hmm. And that's God speaking through him to us. We are to pray without ceasing, even when our prayers aren't answered the way we want them to be prayed, or to be answered. Dr. Roger Olson is with us, Emeritus Professor of Christian Theology at Baylor University, um, author of more than 20 books, including the story of Christian theology. Roger, what do you say to somebody who comes to you for counsel, perhaps, or a student maybe, um, and says, look, I've been praying for something, and it hasn't happened, and I am either in despair or it's caused me to doubt. Um, How do you deal with that, you know, on a personal basis, you know, on on an interpersonal, like, Christian discipleship basis? Yeah. Well, there are several ways to go about it. One is, is there sin? Is there unrepented sin in your life? Do you need to ask God's forgiveness and have a restored relationship with God? Because the effect, the, the prayer that is effectual is that of a righteous person. So not meaning righteous in the sense of perfect or just doing good works, but righteous in the sense of covered with the grace of God. And a lot of times we see in the Bible that prayer doesn't, quote, work because somebody is praying for the wrong thing. And so Paul says in one of his letters that you, you or Mavis James says, you, you don't get the answers to your prayer because you're asking in order for it to satisfy you and your needs. Mm-hmm. Better for us to pray for someone else 
and then ask other people to pray for us, I think, anyway. Most of the prayers that have been answered miraculously in my life are when I prayed for other people. Hmm. And then also for me, when other people prayed for me. So I think that's something we need to do as a spiritual discipline is learn to pray for others and ask others to pray for us. Hmm. But then I would say, don't give up. Um, The Bible also says to be persistent in prayer. So keep on praying. Excellent. Is it better to pray a prayer that you're making up on the spot, talking to God, or is it more powerful to pray prayers that are written down, rote prayers? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think either one is okay. I personally prefer the, uh, the spontaneous prayer of the person. I've been to churches where the only prayers that were allowed to be prayed were written prayers. And I didn't really like that. I I prefer uh, everyone in the church who is a Christian to know that they might be called on to pray. And that's the kind of church I grew up in, (laughs) from the pulpit. Brother so-and-so, would you get up and give the prayer over the offering? And Mm. everyone knew that might happen and was prepared to do it. So that's that's a little bit of nostalgia on my part, maybe. But I don't think there's anything like a sin in reading a prayer that's written. But I think every Christian should learn to pray, even publicly. Excellent. Uh, That's fascinating. To think that you may be called on would certainly Mm -hmm. raise your radar and your approach and willingness to pray, wouldn't it? Because people say, well, I don't know how to pray. I'm uncomfortable praying. Well, that's uh, outside of the question. If you know it's going to come to you sooner or later, let's get your act together. Yeah, absolutely. Everyone, every Christian should be prepared to pray publicly. Roger, um, can you talk about your, you know, you, you're in a professor emeritus role. Um, you taught students for a long time. Um, do you miss that? Uh, your interaction with students does it is it does it still go on or is it a relief yeah exactly it's a good question too no i absolutely do miss it and fortunately uh baylor university and another seminary have both asked me to teach this semester online Hmm. and so other than my computer webcam not working this past tuesday night Hmm. (laughs) i enjoy it but they could see my name at least even if they couldn't see me and i could see them i love it i love 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 teaching And it's not because I have all the truth and I can ram it down their throats. I don't do that. But to just lead them into thinking biblically and thinking along with the great Christian theologians of the past and to relate to God with thinking doctrinally and and not just in terms of, you know, my feelings or something like that. No, I still thrive on that, and I intend to do as long as I possibly can. Fabulous. To relate to God doctrinally Mm -hmm. as opposed Uh to just our feelings. I mean— that's a tall order that requires, I'm sure, years of study. Yeah, and what I do, for example, is ask them to look at the words of a song before they choose for their congregation or their youth group or their campus sure. life group to sing it. Study the words. Make sure that they're doctrinally sound, biblically and doctrinally sound before you choose it. That's just one example of the kind of thing that I do in class. Interesting. Okay, so here you are on the radio with us now, and we can't see each other. You're talking to us over a phone line. So what's happened to you in the last week or so, not being able to see your students disembodied in some way, was that was that good or, or was it just odd? No, it was odd. I, I'm much I'd much rather be in a room with them, sure. but I yeah. live in a distant city from them, and, and they're scattered all over the United States actually now. So the classes that I teach tend to be um, 
online people all over the United States and even once recently in China. Wow. I taught a, a pastor of a house church in China. Really? Oh, that's yeah. That's like, that's so that's fascinating. Was it one on one? No, it was a class of about eight students, and they knew each other before I became their teacher. They're a cohort of doctor of ministry students, and so they could see each other, and I could see them, and it was amazing. It, was, it almost seemed like a miraculous thing, you know. Yeah. yeah. So, what's the difference? I mean, um, the connection is faith in Jesus Christ. But did mm-hmm. you see culturally or a different biblical interpretation, China versus the United States, something that popped out to you, or, or was it all the same? No, he really couldn't talk about that. Um, you know, he didn't know what, you know who might be listening, so it was, he see. had to be very careful, and mm-hmm. I respected that. Um, but I, I, I have had students from China come here. And I've had many email me. Uh, one of my books is published by the University of Beijing Press. And so I have some influence in China among Christians and non-Christians alike. And I think that God reaches people through in the culture where they're at in, in a way that they can understand. And so I, I don't want my American Christianity to necessarily be what I put on them yeah. as they are around the world, but just biblical Christianity. And um, it's, it's a fascinating thing to have someone from Africa in my class, which I often mm-hmm. do. Interesting. Yeah, that's Roger Olson, Emeritus Professor of Christian Theology at Baylor University. Roger, terrific to connect again. Thank you for being yes, here. Yes, Roger, thank you. Thank you for inviting me. Our All great right, pleasure. Bye. Yeah, Roger, that's a fascinating career. It really, it really is. You spend your life teaching God's Word at a high level, and now internationally. Just fascinating stuff. Hey, uh, won't you join us on the phone? Yeah, we're going to open up the phones after the break. Love to hear your voice. Stay with us. Have you ever picked up a towel set because it felt really soft in the store, but then when you got to use it, it's not very absorbent? It's basically a towel that's leaving you out to dry. That's why MyPillow has developed the MyPillow Towels. Towels that work. I know, it's mind-blowing. Towels that actually dry you. Their six-piece towel set includes two bath towels, two hand towels, two washcloths. They come in a variety of colors, and right now, you can receive a six-piece set for only $49.99 with promo code WORD. Or go to MyPillow.com right now and click on the radio listener special. MyPillow products come with a 10-year warranty and have their 60-day money-back guarantee. To receive this amazing offer on the six-piece set off MyPillow tiles, just go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener special, enter promo code WORD, or call 800-391-0954. That's 800-391-0954. Or visit MyPillow.com, promo code WORD. Marketing your business is hard. It's so competitive, and getting new customers is as hard as keeping your existing ones. We know it because we're a local business, too. So when it comes to marketing your business and getting new customers, we know how to do it. Our digital marketing firm, Salem Surround, is built to create customized solutions to your business, not your competitors, just you. Reach out to us at SalemSurround.com, and we'll work with you to create those solutions that will increase your business and bring you new customers. SalemSurround.com. Cornerstone Television Network has been sharing the gospel through Christ-centered TV for over 43 years. In 2023, our mission remains the same, but we can't wait to share with you how we're shifting to reach the next generation. Watch Visions of Hope with Keenan Bridges, Coy Barker, Eric Butler, Robert Jeffress, and Candace Smithyman. Tune in January 23rd through 27th, 8 p.m. on Cornerstone Television. 
That's Verizon Fios Channel 505 or Channel 805 on Comcast Xfinity. Trip to Europe. Visit all 30 Major League Baseball stadiums. Go skydiving. Okay, so you know what you want to do in retirement, but do you know how to get there? Tune in to Your Retirement Blueprint with Kirk Kenotic and Ethan Lane of Accurate Solutions Group Saturdays at 10 a.m. to get answers to your retirement planning questions. Plan today so you can do the things you've always dreamt about doing in retirement. Listen every Saturday morning at 10 to Your Retirement Blueprint with Accurate Solutions Group. Investment advisory services offered through ASG Investment Management, LLC. Listen on your smart speaker at wordfm.com, the Word FM app, iHeart, TuneIn, and on Odyssey. In your car or at home, too, at 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh, one of America's top 10 most livable cities. We're also on another top 10 list you might be less familiar with, human trafficking, where women are enslaved and sold like property in the criminal sex trade. But the good news is that Refuge for Women is now here in our city, the largest nonprofit faith-based organization of its kind, providing up to two years of safe housing and round-the-clock care for women escaping sexual exploitation. Learn how you can help at refugeforwomen.org slash Pittsburgh. Rather cloudy skies expected for tonight with a couple of snow showers. Storm total snowfall 1 to 3 inches. Squalls can bring whiteout conditions at times. We'll see a low of 24. A couple of flurries tomorrow morning. Otherwise cloudy skies, the high 33. Considerable cloudiness tomorrow night, low 31. Then temperatures rising through the 30s overnight. Cloudy skies expected for Saturday, the high 43. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. I don't know when it comes to raising kids i don't know is a good phrase i don't know is a very good know. phrase I don't, I don't know i don't know i mean it's just it's really complicated because I mean, oftentimes the experts are wrong yes right you think i trust that person you know and then you're going to go oh, 10 years after the fact i go i'm not sure that was the right thing for me to do yeah and maybe i shouldn't maybe i shouldn't right? have done that yeah, yeah right um but still, when you go into it, you you have to have some sort of, you have to know what's important to you so you know what you're passing on, I guess is what I'm saying. They'll show, and, it'll show sooner or later. Yeah, even if you don't write it down, it's not- Or I'm you're not, not conscious I'm, of it. Right, I'm not saying you have to have a goal, like, you know, taped to the front of your refrigerator. Well, that wouldn't hurt. Uh, might be okay. Um, but we all prioritize something with our kids. Yeah. Um, you're- Exactly what you said, John, is so important, whether we know it or not. Well, we saw some results of a Pew Research Center poll that was done uh, that just was released within the last week. And it it told us something. I don't know. It was very surprising to me. Was it surprising to you, John? Uh, Not particularly. Okay. Okay. So John was expecting it. I wasn't. Here's what it was about. Parents were asked if it is important to them that their children do each of the following. Okay. Is it important to you that your children do X? And these are the X's. Are Mm -hmm. you ready? Yeah. The question was, is it important to you that your children be financially independent? Is it important to you that your children have jobs or careers they enjoy? Is it important to you that your children earn a college degree? Is it important to you that your children get married? Is it important to you that your children, when they become adults, have children? Hmm. Okay, That's so those excellent. are the, those are, those are the questions. Fascinating. Those so was the there questions. was there a like you know from a, a scale of one to ten, or is it just a yes or no? It's a it's a 
it's ext- you're extremely or very okay, right. concerned about it, sure. all the way down to I'm not at all. Uh-huh. I don't at all care about and it. How many people did you say? How many people um, got this? I don't think I know the answer okay. to that. But it's safe to assume it, it was a. Well, it's a, pew, a couple of thousand right. people, yeah. probably, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I would say I'm going to guess over 2,000 people. This is what was surprising to me about it is that 88% of the moms and dads that were surveyed said it was extremely important to them that their children are financially independent and have jobs or careers they enjoy. But when it came to getting married and having children, almost 46% didn't care at all. Whoa. Wow. If they got married or had kids. So so incredibly important, extremely important, that's what the survey says, that your kids are financially independent or end up with jobs or careers they enjoy. But 46% say it doesn't matter even a little bit, not at all is the category, if they get married or have children. Hmm. That is surprising. Right? I mean, but it's the wow. age we live in, right? It's, so that's what Marriage it is, is right? downplayed, don't you think, by most yeah. by society? Yeah, I guess I'm just... I think that's really sad. Mm. I mean, I'm very fortunate that I am financially independent and I do have a job and a career that I enjoy. So, but also being married and having kids, I would never trade one for the other. You know, I would never trade my, I mean, as much as I love you, John, (laughs) I wouldn't want to trade my career. Yeah, of course, for your kids and and your husband. And give up having my husband and kids. Well... You can understand why people would say, man, I, I want my kid to be financially that, okay, stable. That, okay, that's the question. Because it's a difficult world if you're like always always crushed for money. You yes, know how hard yes. it is. We've been there. Yes, we have. You know been. what it's like. And yeah. you know, I, I don't want my kids to suffer through that. But the, the, the truth is probably at some point they will because most people do. And most people do. And it'll probably be good for them if they do. Because cool. if you look back on it, that was good for me to live that way for I as long as I enjoy it. Yeah, I know. I never hey, enjoyed okay. it. Are you kidding me? It was horrible. Broke guy. Right. But you also, you know, what is it about ha- getting married and having kids that is so, that has to be so dissatisfying to the moms and dads that they're willing to say it's not even remotely important that my kid does that? See, that has to be what that means, right? Yeah, I, you would think so, right? That maybe they're not happy in their marriages and think, well, it wasn't so great for me, so I'd rather you just be secure and, you know. And have a career instead, or maybe, prioritize maybe. that. Maybe I, I don't know. I, I wonder if there's a deeper, deeper layer. Well, there. that's the question. So we want to go to you and the listening audience and ask you for that deeper layer. Eight hundred three two zero eight two five five. Phone lines are open at eight hundred three two zero eight two five five. And here's the question: What did your parents prioritize with you, and what are you prioritizing with your kids? Eight hundred. Three two zero eight two five five. What did your mom and dad prioritize with you when you were growing up, and what are you prioritizing with mm-hmm. your kids? Eight hundred three two zero eight two five five. Okay, so in the priority, your parents. Did you speak openly about these priorities? This is important, Kath. I need you to do this so that you will be. Happy and healthy and secure. No, my parents never said to me, it's important to us that you end up being financially secure and that you are financially stable. They never never said said that. that. No, they never said that. Was it implied? Yes. Uh And it was also implied because of the nature of what our family was like. 
that getting married and having kids was very important. Yeah. So. And there it is. Yeah, there it is. Okay. What about you? Uh, it was never, hey, do this. Here's the roadmap. I mean, what was prioritized in our family was, was faith, family, and hard work. Mm. I mean, my mother and father bled that, mm-hmm. literally bled that in, into our lives. Um, I can't remember, although we, we may have had conversations where, the, you know, here, let's talk about this. But they just lived it. Mm. And I, all seven of us kids picked that up. Faith, family, and hard work. Okay. Okay, so join us. Yeah, the question is what? The question is this. What did your parents prioritize with you when you were growing up? Yeah. And what are you prioritizing with your kids? 800-320-8255. Looking forward to talking with you. All right. Priorities in the family life. What did your parents prioritize? Are you doing the same thing? WORD. I won! I won! Yes! And we want you to win, too. So sign up to receive our contests and sweepstakes update. Each Friday, you can see new opportunities to win. We regularly give out prizes from books, music, and merchandise to household items, even vacation trips or car payments. Stay up on all the fun. Subscribe to our contests and sweepstakes update, mailed each Friday. Sign up today at wordfm.com slash subscribe. Wesley Financial Group is not a law firm. This story is called The Ugly Truth About Timeshare. If you think you've done your family a favor by buying a timeshare, you need my help. Hello, I'm Chuck McDowell, CEO and founder of Wesley Financial Group. Ten years ago, I started helping folks cancel their timeshare. In the process, started what's now called the timeshare cancellation industry. Timeshare is the only thing that you can buy that you can't tell me how much it's going to cost or when it's going to end. When you buy a timeshare, you give them a blank check to fill out any amount they want for annual maintenance and assessment fees. The crazy thing is, this never ends. Even when you die, your family's now going to be stuck with this burden. Stop the insanity today. Call my office now. If we take you as a client, I guarantee we'll cancel your timeshare or you'll pay nothing. Call for your free information kit. 800-746-3737. 800-746-3737. Attention. This is a special alert for all Americans who own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles with an overpriced auto warranty or no warranty coverage at all. Due to the increase of new and used car prices, repair costs, and the price of gas, people are keeping their cars longer than ever, which is why CarShield is announcing a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan to save any driver out-of-pocket expenses on covered auto repairs. Call now to find out how you can save thousands for covered auto repairs. Yes, you heard that correctly. You could save thousands on future auto repairs. Our specialists are standing by for all drivers to call for a free quick quote. Call 800-279-7495. Vehicle protection plan pricing is at an all-time low. Plus, drivers who purchase this coverage today will receive rental car options, free roadside assistance, and free towing. Call 800-279-7495 now for your free quick quote. That's 800-279-7495. What do you have to lose? Call 800-279-7495. Again, 800-279-7495. Good Housekeeping just released its list of 65 New Year's resolutions to make you a better and happier you. They're good things, but no surprise. Not one of them includes worship. Why not resolve to get to know the Creator, the one who knows you inside and out? 
This is Pastor Tom Hall of First Presbyterian Church of Pittsburgh, 326th Avenue, downtown. Join us Sundays at 1045. This year, resolve to come back to church. Okay, we're going to the phones at 800-320-8255, 800-320-8255. The question is what, Kath? What did your parents prioritize with you, and what are you prioritizing with your kids? What did your parents prioritize with you? Let's go to the phones. Uh, hey, RJ, uh, thanks for joining us. How's your day? I uh, can't complain at all. Thanks for joining us. Okay, so y- your parents prioritize something in your life? Kind of like you said, they just lived it, and the five of us kids pretty much picked it up. The faith in God and love for your family and try to be upright and honest in everything you do. And though I know I probably fail miserably at it sometimes, that's what I'm trying to teach my kids. Me too. Yeah, I feel the same way. Okay, so, I mean, our parents, our generation, you know, in some ways, I think, at least for me, less communicative about this maybe yours as well but but rj are you you know are you vocalizing you know those ideals to your kids or are you just kind of showing again like your parents and mine did by example i think we lost them i think no. it's just a bad connection RJ's sorry aj but thanks for the phone call 800-320-8255 you want to join the conversation what did your parents prioritize in your life and are you doing something different or the same thing Either, you know, by example or just saying, let's have a conversation about this. 800-320-8255. Let us go to the phones. I don't know who we have on what line. uh, Not Tom Hanks, I'll tell you that. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) That's that's another conversation. Oh, it's Jim. It's Jim on line one. Hey, Jim. Jim. How you doing? I'm doing well. Thanks, John and Kathy. Uh, Very interesting um, questions here because I've been thinking about it a lot because I have three and they're all out of the house, two are in college, and one is moving on, uh, you know, living on her own, doing well. But, um, you know, my parents, it definitely was work ethic, um, had two incredibly hardworking parents, yeah. and they really wanted to instill that um, into me, and um, nobody had gone to college, so that was a big thing from okay. probably as long as I can remember, I was going to college. I didn't know what college was, but I was going to college. Um, and, um, that did happen, but, um, work ethic and, you know, everybody was married. So I don't know if there was a lot of talk about that, but I just assumed I was going to get married. Yeah. I don't think that was something that everyone really talked about. I just, but it just felt, well, everybody in the family is married. So of course I'm going to be married too. Yep. So is it surprising um, to you that, that Pew study that we talked about that so many people, are, are like actively, almost actively not prioritizing teaching their kids about marriage and, and having kids of their own. Well, you know, it, it, it was, but then I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about myself and I'm like, and I've had a lot of talk about this. You know, you get into the raising three kids and I don't think I did a real good job. I can, I can say, I, you know, that was a priority of mine. But when you think back to it, you know, you just get into life and, and yeah. things start going and you're, you know, got to get this one to A to B and here to there. And I, I look at that and, you know, I don't, I don't know that I did a real good job of saying that, you know, this is really, you know, a great way to live. And it's wonderful to be married. And, you know, hopefully I lived it that way. I, I think there was a lot of joy in the house. But mm-hmm. as far as sitting down and talking about it, 
I think that would be a fail yeah. <laughs> on my part, just to be open and honest. I yeah, think well, I listen. More intentional. Yeah, we've had a lot of fails. Well, you but, and I. But what you said is so true. If there's joy in the house, then your kids will see, you know, the joy, uh, the hardships, the the good and the bad, the struggles of what it is to be married. And then right? say, I want that. Yeah. yeah that, that that would definitely be a hope and a fervent desire that at least that came through. But I got to say, was not real intentional with those parts of the discussions there. Could have done you. much better. Yeah. yeah. Thanks but, for your phone call, Jim. Yeah, Jim, that's good stuff. It really is. 800-320-8255. The question is, what did your parents prioritize with you? Did they prioritize going to college or getting a job, uh, being financially independent, having kids? What was that like? I remember my brother, my only brother is six years older than me. And uh, he got married, I think he was like 23 or so, 24. And I remember my mother, I'll never forget this. She looked at me during my brother's wedding and said, well, you'll be next. And I thought, what? How old were you when she said that? Probably 17. (gasps) You know, and I was like, I I couldn't. It was the furthest, the absolute furthest thing from my mind. I mean, but that was the only intentional thing I think she ever said to me about marriage. And how how old were you when you got married? 39. (laughs) After a point, she was like, what is going on with you? What, you coconut, what is it going on? All right, let's go back to the phones. Uh, 800-320-8255. Join us. What did your parents prioritize in your life, and did you pass that along? Uh, Debbie, thanks for joining us. What's your take, please? Um, My parents were divorced. Uh, My father was a very strict Roman Catholic, but not the greatest Christian. Um, and my mother was a great Christian and a great Catholic, but the things that, um, she, she was such a kind, kind person as was, um, her father, my grandfather. Mm. So, you know, I saw her being so kind to everyone and she taught us great faith and she also taught us that. It's important to know how to take care of yourself because she was divorced. So she taught us all kinds of skills, like long before all of us left, you know, after college. That's cool. Balance the checkbook, wash your own clothes, cook your own dinner. Um, And she was just so kind and just so Christian that it, it was it was just amazing to me. She's my hero. Fabulous. Um, and so when you left the nest, so to speak, you left able and willing to engage life, right? Which is a, a powerful yeah. thing. Correct. I graduated nursing school in 78 when I was 22, and I had my first home at the age of around 27, wow, 28. that's awesome. Fabulous. That's awesome. That's hey, thanks for the call. phone call, Debbie. Yeah. Okay, we got Emily on line one. Okay, let's go back to the phones. Hey, Em, uh, what about your parents? Uh, was it intentional or was it, you know, you just seeing and picking it up? Um, it was just my mom. My dad died when I was little. So uh, my mom was super busy. She worked super hard. Mm, um, but she was super generous. So she volunteered on Saturdays and during the week, once a week, even though she was super busy and traveled a lot. And she just gave a lot away. Mm. And that was probably what she demonstrated the most. Mm. I don't think she ever told me what I had to do other than she thought college was very important. Mm. Um, but, yeah, there wasn't a lot of, like, you have to do something. Yeah, yeah. And do you have kids? Yes, four. Okay, and what? And tell me, are they me, generous? Yeah, yeah. Well, are they generous like your mom? 
They're kids. Uh, one of them. One of them recently wrote his college. One of his college letters about his grandmother's generosity. So mm. that was oh, kind of an exciting that's thing. That's sweet. Um, yeah, that was really sweet. But yeah, I, I guess I'm sort of going in the back door here. But the, I guess the first thing I thought was we just have so many people in our lives who aren't married, who've never been married. Mm. Yeah. And so for me to say like you have to get married and have kids, that's important to me. Like, what if they don't find? Yeah, someone? right. I thought that too. Or what I if want... they can't have kids. Yeah, Emily, I thought like... I thought about that when I saw these Pew Research results because I thought I wonder if it's just more people being more accepting of the fact that not everybody has to marry, which is a good thing. And historically, I'm not sure they did. Like in our family tree, there were just a lot of, there were a lot of people who never married. I don't know if that's the case in everybody's family, you know, but, you know, my, my grandfather, my great grandfather was one of like eight or nine kids and only half of them left home. The girls didn't all leave home. Mm -hmm. Um, Laura Ingalls Wilder was the only one of her four siblings that got married. I mean, I think, I think there've always been single people and I think it feels like it's out of control like i can't tell my kids to do something that they may have no control over right. oh, that's a good point or if they do it they make a bad choice hey emily terrific to hear from you yeah, it really um, is. we're up against a break so we have to go but i really like you dropping the little house reference excellent all right take a, a break come back pittsburgh's christian talk it's the ride home with john and kathy 101.5 word fm word Attention! If you owe money to the IRS, this is an urgent message. The IRS is cracking down by sending out heart-stopping letters, aggressively garnishing paychecks, seizing bank accounts, and putting liens on homes and businesses. They call it enforced compliance, and you better watch out because penalties and interest on unpaid taxes compound daily, making it seem impossible to ever get out of debt. Don't let the tax debt destroy your life. You need to call Optima Tax Relief, the number one tax resolution firm. They're experts in the Fresh Start Initiative, one of the biggest breaks that the IRS has ever offered. If you qualify, you could save thousands. Optima's resolved over $1 billion of tax debt for their clients. A-plus rated with the Better Business Bureau, they'll fight to get you the best deal possible. Call Optima now for a free consultation. Call 800-965-1433. 800-965-1433. 800-965-1433. Tax Relief. Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. Rayma Christian School is a private school in Moon Township serving children in preschool through eighth grade. Recognized for its commitment to a biblically integrated curriculum that nurtures a Christian worldview and academic excellence, Rayma aims to develop the whole child spiritually, physically, mentally, emotionally, and socially. Rayma is a true community of families who desire to raise up the next generation of godly leaders, also offering programs for homeschool families, accepting enrollment now for the current school year and opening soon for the 2023 24 school year. Visit RamaChristianSchool.org. Bachman's Roofing and Solar is your local award-winning roofer. Stop waiting. It's time to inspect your roof and protect your home's number one asset. With no interest and no payment financing for 12 months, Bachman's Roofing is your easy choice for roofing, gutters, and solar. Did you know Bachman's Roofing is one of the number one GAF solar integrated roofing installers in the USA? Go with Bachman's. Go with solar and install the roof that pays for itself. Call 412 744 8390 or visit bachmansroofing.com. Cornerstone Television Network has been sharing the gospel through Christ-centered TV for over 43 years. In 2023, our mission remains the same, but we can't wait to share with you how we're shifting to reach the next generation. Watch Visions of Hope with Keenan Bridges, Coy Barker, Eric Butler, Robert Jeffress, and Candace Smithyman. 
Tune in January 23rd through 27th, 8 p.m. on Cornerstone Television. That's Verizon Fios Channel 505 or Channel 805 on Comcast Xfinity. Trip to Europe. Visit all 30 Major League Baseball stadiums. Go skydiving. Okay, so you know what you want to do in retirement, but do you know how to get there? Tune in to Your Retirement Blueprint with Kurt Kenotic and Ethan Lane of Accurate Solutions Group Saturdays at 10 a.m. to get answers to your retirement planning questions. Plan today so you can do the things you've always dreamt about doing in retirement. Listen every Saturday morning at 10 to Your Retirement Blueprint with Accurate Solutions Group. Investment advisory services offered through ASG Investment Management, LLC. Being a, a single guy for many, many years, I relied heavily on a bottle of sauce. Oh, and some pasta. So yeah. You can just, right. I mean, that was such an easy thing. You come home from work and I go, eh, what do you feel? Eh, okay, yeah, yeah. So like a, a bottle of marinara or, you know, pasta sauce with peppers and onions or whatnot. And then you just kind of like do your own thing. That sustained me, I'm sure, thousands of meals. <laughs> thousands. I know my way around a bottle of marinara sauce, which I saw this article today. We tested 12 supermarket marinara sauces, only one was a clear winner, okay. which surprised me because I don't know it. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Now All you, right. talk about you okay, yourself. Okay, so I did not do that. Never? No. You never I bought didn't. like because, sauce in a jar? Yeah, and I don't, this is this is not to be like preachy in any way, shape, or form. It's just that marinara sauce is really easy to make. And so it just. Yeah, but who's got the time? Right, okay, sure, I get wait, that. Okay, wait, you're living with what? How many, how many girls did you live with in college? Five. Five girls? Yeah. Wait, six of you in an apartment? Yes, oh, in okay. a house. <laughs> yeah. Seriously, and like what? You like making sauce? Well, we weren't making sauce for all of it. I mean, you, you make sauce for yourself. You know, use a can of diced tomatoes and an onion and what? Really? garlic and do your thing. Well, that seems kind of, I mean, that's a lot of work for a lot of little nothing. Well, it's your food. Wait, so how long did it take you to make, like, like you weren't like me, coming from work and you go, I'm going to have some pasta. I'm going to make my own sauce. Yeah, you've done that? I would sure I would do that because it doesn't take that long, and well, I just I'm impressed. I don't, I'm you impressed. should not be. I impressed. am. I mean, I'm like. Eh, I mean, yeah. I'm not saying it was good. I mean, mm. I didn't know what I was doing, but I was like. But it was homemade yeah. sauce, really. All right, but if I'm going to buy it, are there, what, were there ten options here? There's or twelve. Twelve. Actually, yeah. Okay. I mean, all right. And they run the gamut. And of okay, course, tell me what they are. Uh, there's some local. Uh, what's the what's a uh, Penn Mac makes some makes uh, a bunch of sauces. No, uh, what's on the way to Penn State? Uh, Delalo. Uh, no, uh, I forget. Delalo. Oh, is it Delalo? Uh, well, Delalo's on the way to D, Greensburg. D D D D. Uh, it's up. It's in out by Happy Valley. They've even got an amusement park. Uh, not Progresso. Uh, Ragu amusement no. park. Anyway, anyway, okay, quickly because. Here's top 12. All right, I'm ready. Number 12, Hunt's Traditional, a score of 16. Okay. Ragu, old world style traditional no sauce, way. 10. Uh, classico marinara with plum tomatoes and olive oil, 10. Okay. Prego Traditional, okay. 8. Newman's Own Marinara, 7. Okay. Great Value Marinara, it's oh, like a generic okay. version. Yeah. Mazzetti Marinara. Carbon- Wait, Mazzetti or Marzetti? Mazzetti. M E Z Z E T T A. Don't know that. Five Carbone Marinara. Okay. Uh, number four, uh, Whole Foods brand. Three sixty five Organic Marinara. Oh, even better. Number three, Bertolini Traditional Marinara. Number two, Trader Joe's Tomato Basil Marinara oh, sauce. Yeah? And uh, this one, it got uh, ten out of ten from all the judges apparently at the Washington Post. Raoul's oh. homemade 
marinara. Okay, listen, Raoul's pizza sauce oh. is very, very good. Really? really? So it doesn't surprise me that Should... that Raoul's marinara is good. Huh, where, where is, is this on, at like, grocery store. Giant Eagle? Yeah, just buy it at a grocery store. Really? Yeah. Often it's lauded expensive. by cooks who wouldn't usually deny uh, yeah. to it's, dump it, a jar. It's more expensive than... But I'm telling you, I have loved their pizza sauce really? for a long time. The only brand to get a perfect score. How about that? Mm-hmm. I think I might get some to keep it on hand now that you talk do about it, it so nicely. Uh, come on. Make your own. It's much more impressive. All right. Take a quick break. Come back. It's the uh, 4 o'clock hour. You just heard 5 o'clock. Oh, we got a good one coming up. Stick around. Be right back. Alexa to play the word Pittsburgh to hear us there. We're on your Google speaker too. Plus iHeart, TuneIn, and on Odyssey. 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh.org. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. Five fired Memphis police officers charged with second degree murder and other crimes. That's after the arrest and death of Tyree Nichols, a black motorist who died three days after a confrontation with the officers during a traffic stop. Police video showing Nichols was shot, pepper sprayed, and restrained when he was pulled over. 25-year-old school teacher in Newport News, Virginia, who was shot and wounded by a six-year-old student, plans to sue the district. Her lawyer, Diane Toscano, accuses administrators of failing to act after they warned that the boy had a gun. The administrator downplayed the report from the teacher and the possibility of a gun, saying, and I quote, Well, he has little pockets. This is outrageous. Last night, the school board fired its district superintendent. This is SRN News. Let's see. If something costs less, but people are happier with it, that sounds like something to look into, and that's MediShare. Maybe you've heard switching to MediShare to pay for health care can save the typical family 500 bucks a month, and that's huge. But it's also true that people are way more satisfied after making the switch to the customer satisfaction rate for MediShare is double that of the typical health insurance plan. Double. MediShare works. It's been around for more than a quarter century, and members have shared more than $3 billion of each other's bills. People love having telehealth and a huge nationwide PPO network. So, yeah, you can save a ton and like it better. Imagine being happy with how you're taking care of your health care. So if you're self-employed or part of the gig economy or you just want a plan you're happy with, you can call Right now, and get a price within two minutes. Very, very smart use of two minutes. Here's the number you need. 844-45-BIBLE. That's 844-45-BIBLE. 844-45-BIBLE. Did you know that most adults with autism are unemployed and a major hurdle is the lack of job opportunities? Well, that's about to change thanks to a new initiative from Autism Speaks. Lee Container, the J. Donald and Laurel Lee Family Foundation Fund and Delivering Jobs that seeks to create a more inclusive workforce in the U.S. Lee Container is a family-owned business that has found success by staying true to the golden rule. Treat others as you would want to be treated. There are hundreds of thousands of people with autism and people with intellectual or developmental differences who are ready and willing to work in our communities. Our coalition is committed to hiring an inclusive workforce, providing training for hiring professionals, and providing guidelines for all employees. Together, we can create a workforce where people of all abilities can contribute and thrive. Will you join us? We are inviting other businesses, institutions, and community leaders to join in. To learn more, please visit autismspeaks.org employment. 
employment. Geneva College understands that you're passionate about your life's work. Through Geneva's graduate degree programs, you'll be equipped to fully pursue your faith life calling, excelling in your field and moving forward for a purpose. In your studies and in your work, you'll be challenged to seek God's design in all things, integrating faith and life, aspiring, leading, and achieving your goals for all that you're created to be and do. You were made for this. Visit geneva.edu slash graduate to learn more. Lots of channels, nothing to watch, especially if you're looking outside of big corporate control. It's time to interrupt your regularly scheduled programs with something worth watching. The new Salem News Channel. Straightforward, unfiltered, in-depth insight and analysis from the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. SNC is home to Dennis Prager, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Watch anytime on any screen, free 24-7. Find what you're looking for at snc.tv. Rather cloudy skies expected for tonight with a couple of snow showers. Storm total snowfall 1 to 3 inches. Squalls can bring whiteout conditions at times. We'll see a low of 24. A couple of flurries tomorrow morning. Otherwise cloudy skies, the high 33. Considerable cloudiness tomorrow night, low 31. Then temperatures rising through the 30s overnight. Cloudy skies expected for Saturday, the high 43. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. The other day, we were opining on the rise of artificial intelligence. So, uh, yesterday, U.S. Representative Jake Auchincloss decided to deliver a speech on a bill that would create a U.S.-Israeli artificial intelligence center, and he opted to let AI do the talking. The brief two-paragraph speech read by Massachusetts Democrat on the floor of the U.S. House on Wednesday was generated online by the AI chatbot GPT. His staff said they believe it's the first time that an AI-written speech was read on the uh, in Congress. Auchincloss said he prompted the system in part to write 100 words to deliver on the floor of the House of Representatives about the legislation. He said he had to refine the prompt several times to produce the text that he ultimately read. The bill, which Auchincloss is refiling, would establish a joint U.S.-Israeli AI center in the United States to serve as a hub for AI research. He said that um, uh, I'm the youngest parent in the Democratic caucus. AI is going to be part of my life, and it could be a general purpose technology for my kids Auchincloss said he's 34. Uh, George Santos chimed in, said he not only invented chat GPT, <laughs> but he is the first fully robot on the floor of Congress. So fabulous. Oh, God. Okay, so what do you think? Uh, I think that it's terrifying because if that's the first time that mm-hmm. an AI-generated speech is written on the floor of the House, it's not going to be the last. And... I feel like we're constantly moving our expectations for elected representatives further and further down. (laughs) I mean, one of the things they're supposed to be able to do is write and speak. Right. That was one of the things that came up in the the Fetterman campaign is, you know, based on the results of his stroke was John Fetterman at this point of his rehab able to carry on those qualifications Mm -hmm. and duties. Um, If it's okay. And I'm not I know he was making a point. Yes. He's ta- I, I understand that. But in the future, if it's OK to just have your speech 
written by a chat bot, then again, it's who's the people who are going to be making our laws are going to be of an intellectual level that's not going to benefit the masses. In the future, you say? (laughs) In the future. Look at look at what's going on there. Yeah, look, yeah, no, Seriously. you're right. No, you're right. These are the people that represent us. Okay, so I this mean, is so. okay. So this is going to make it worse. Probably. This is going to make. And what if you're a, if you are a high school writing teacher right now, are you thinking what's the next ten years going to look like in my classroom? How are you going to be able? Should I just give up? Okay, so uh, we talked about the rabbi who delivered a sermon to his congregation. Now we we may see that. Yeah, I, and and. Let me just tell the fuller story that he did it and then said, who wrote this? Who do you, who do you right, think right. wrote this? And a couple of people said, well, maybe it was your dad or maybe it was another rabbi. And he said, no, AI wrote this. And everybody laughed. And he said, you're laughing. I'm terrified. Mm-hmm. So he was doing it to make a point saying, hey, we need to know what's coming. And we need to never give up on the fact that we are. In, this is an interpersonal, interconnected faith, not something this computer generates. What would it be like if you ask the. AI to pray. You'd have to give it parameters. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, but yeah. I wonder well, what that would look like. I don't or sound I like. Mean, I don't know. You're gonna see that as well. I don't know, you? but I guess, but it doesn't mean Is that anything. sacrilegious? Well it's I mean you can well, ask, you could ask Siri to pray. It's not sacrilegious to ask, but it's 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 stupid because it doesn't mean anything. It's not generated from a contrite heart, and so therefore what does it matter? It doesn't matter. It doesn't, it doesn't really matter. matter. No, it but, doesn't matter but, at all. But it only matters out of curiosity to go. Okay, well, you, yeah, for curiosity. Right? I mean, I can I'm going to open a book. I and, could, okay, hold on. Hey, Siri. She's not going to. Pray. She says, I'm not sure I understand. I don't think Siri engages in that at all. Any religious inquiry, for the most part, does, does Siri? I don't know. I don't think so. Hey, Siri, are you religious? Humans have religion. I just have silicon. Okay. Yeah, yeah, right. That's what right, she right, says. Right, right. Yeah. I mean, it's not programmed to engage. But we're going to see the rise of these things. So will there be, as they're intellectual, I, will they also be spiritual? I know. Well, I don't know. All I can say is I think we're going to have to come to, like, to be able to qualify what things are sincere or what things matter and which what things don't. Right, because there's going to be a lot of rubbish. Yes. <laughs> I mean, there's already a lot of rubbish, but yeah. All right, coming up next, Dr. Cornelius Plantinga with us for the first time. We're going to talk about devotion on a daily basis, but we're also going to talk about that story where Jesus put the demons and the pigs. 101.5 WORD. You're listening now, so we know you're a fan of the radio station. I am a big fan. And we want you to know that we appreciate you. I am your number one fan. That's why we've developed the Word FM Fan Club. It's free to join, and once you do, you can take part in exclusive surveys and contests. Yeah, I love contests. Special offers. Great giveaways. Discounts. Freebies. I'd like to win one of these contests. Become a member today. Go to wordfm.com slash fan club and sign up. We're big fans. It's that time of the year at the Springhouse in 84. It's Dairy Farm Tour time. That's right. We actually invite classes of school children to our real working dairy farm. The children love feeding the calf, milking the cow, and even seeing where the cows sleep and smelling what they eat. 
Many children today have never even touched a baby calf, nor have they associated the wonderful cow as the source of the milk that they get from the grocery store. At the Springhouse in 84, we are so committed to teaching children about farming and helping them understand how much the city mouse and the country mouse truly need each other. Call 228-3339 or have your child's teacher set up a date for your child's classroom farm tour and let us share a little of our farm with you at the Springhouse in 84. Have you ever picked up a towel set because it felt really soft in the store, but then when you got to use it, it's not very absorbent? It's basically a towel that's leaving you out to dry. That's why MyPillow has developed the MyPillow Towels. Towels that work. I know, it's mind-blowing. Towels that actually dry you. Their six-piece towel set includes two bath towels, two hand towels, two washcloths. They come in a variety of colors, and right now, you can receive a six-piece set for only $49.99 with promo code WORD. Or go to MyPillow.com right now and click on the radio listener special. MyPillow products come with a 10-year warranty and have their 60-day money-back guarantee. To receive this amazing offer on the six-piece set off MyPillow tiles, just go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener special, enter promo code WORD, or call 800-391-0954. That's 800-391-0954. Or visit MyPillow.com, promo code WORD. During the pandemic, they closed our churches down. Suicide rates are exploding. Drug and alcohol use is ravaging America. And there's no church to bring the hope. See the new documentary, Super Spreader, how a stand against religious tyranny brought hope to a country in crisis. Christian singer and activist Sean Foyt leading what's called Let Us Worship. Here's a move of God that's going to change America. Watch Super Spreader, available now at SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is Mark 5. You're going to read from the Bible? 1 to 20, John. Okay. Mark 5, 1 through 20. You ready? Mm -hmm. They went across the lake to the region of the Gerasenes. When Jesus got out of the boat, a man with an evil spirit came from the tombs to meet him. This man lived in the tombs, and no one could bind him anymore, not even with a chain, for he had often been chained hand and foot, but he tore the chains apart and broke the irons on his feet. No one was strong enough to subdue him. Night and day among the tombs and in the hills he would cry out and cut himself with stones. When he saw Jesus from a distance, he ran and fell on his knees in front of him. He shouted at the top of his voice, What do you want with me, Jesus, son of the most high God? Swear to God that you won't torture me. For Jesus had said to him, Come out of this man, you evil spirit. And then Jesus asked him, What is your name? My name is Legion, he replied, for we are many. And he begged Jesus again and again not to send them out of the area. A large herd of pigs was feeding on a nearby hillside, the demons begged Jesus, send us among the pigs, allow us to go into them. He gave them permission, and the evil spirits came out and went into the pigs. The herd, about 2,000 in number, rushed down the steep bank into the lake and were drowned. Those tending the pigs ran off and reported this in the town and countryside, and the people went out to see what had happened. When they came to Jesus, they saw the man who had been possessed by the legion of demons sitting there, dressed and in his right mind. 
and they were afraid. Those who had seen it told the people what had happened to the demon-possessed man and told about the pigs as well. Then the people began to plead with Jesus to leave their region. As Jesus was getting into the boat, the man who had been demon-possessed begged to go with him. Jesus did not let him, but said, Go home to your family and tell them how much the Lord has done for you and how he has had mercy on you. So the man went away and began to tell in the Decapolis how much Jesus had done for him, and all of the people were amazed. This is a, I mean, I've read this hundreds of times in my life, John, and I've never really gotten this story. It's scary. It it is. It's weird. It's creepy. It's just weird, and it just seems random, and I kind of feel bad for the pigs, and maybe that's lame. I, I don't know. Anyway, when we saw... Both of us, the new book by Cornelius Plantinga called Under the Wings of God, um, we decided we read it. But I was very surprised to see that this story was one of the very first that Dr. Plantinga discusses. So we're happy to welcome him to the program. Dr. Plantinga, Senior Research Fellow at the Calvin Institute of Christian Worship and President Emeritus of Calvin Theological Seminary in Grand Rapids, Michigan. The newest book we're talking about is called Under the Wings of God, 20 Biblical Reflections for a Deeper Faith. Dr. Plantinga, we're glad you're here. Glad to be here, too, Kathy and John. Thank you, Neil. Uh, the pleasure is truly ours. Seriously, we get a lot of things that come our way, and uh, this little book in size belies the, the power of 20 biblical reflections on a deeper faith. Uh, let's go into this story, because you write about this. Uh, it's so beautiful and powerful, your writing about what we just heard. You say that it's a story about as rugged as the gospel gets. There is so much violence here, and there really is. Yeah, it's it's a remarkable story. Uh, I, I don't know of any other like it in the Gospels in which there is so much shrieking and mm. renting and rushing and um, terrible uh, demon possession. This man is uh, tormented and he's in a graveyard. So the whole scene and this man's behavior and his reaction to Jesus and then Jesus' healing of him is just about as rugged um, as the gospel gets, as I say. Yeah. I mean, the idea of exorcism, you know, clearly, you know, in popular culture, it's got a strong toehold. I mean, you remember the movie back in the in the 70s, The Exorcist, which I do. I mean, uh, fascinating and frightening. But uh, talk about exorcism. You say, you know, you don't waddle. You don't want to dawdle over an exorcism. It's kind of like pulling a bandage off of a, someone's wound, you want to do it quickly to, to get it over with. I mean, the idea of exorcism, especially in America in the 21st century, it's more of a, a movie tone yeah. than sort of like, you know, a true, deep, uh, the reality of theology in this world. Yeah, I think that's right. I think in popular culture, uh, we think exorcism belongs in the movies. But of course, uh, the possibility of uh, real evil forces influencing a person to a terrible degree is real. And I think most of us have encountered somebody or other in our life that we suspected that might that uh, tragedy might be true of them. And so, of course, for God uh, and the power of God to remove uh, those evil forces from influencing somebody would have to be uh, a pretty violent act. Uh, The idea that the forces of evil are dug in suggests that uh, extracting them is going to be violent. Mm. Neil, can we talk about the pigs? (laughs) 
<laughs> Everybody's worried about the pigs. Because I get, you know, and then I think, well, you know, I should be pretty excited that the guy's healed and I'm like worried about the pigs. It's a lot of pigs. Yeah, it is a lot of pigs. And that must have been a horrible thing to witness. I mean, good grief. So, yeah. so talk about how, talk about that whole part of the story. Yeah, well, it, that's one of the most dramatic parts of the story, of course. Um, the stampede of the pigs over a cliff and down into water. Uh, once the evil spirits have been transferred from this tortured man into this herd of pigs, they get uh, stampeded and uh, right. So it's a, it's a dramatic, exotic, unforgettable picture. And it's the picture that I think most people who read the story are left with afterwards. Yeah. And, and you're right, Neil, that, and I don't, I never thought about it like this, but you say that demons are parasites, that they have to have something to cling to. So whether it was that poor man, that madman, and then Jesus released the demons, those demons, they just weren't going to disappear into the vapor. They had to go somewhere. And so what happened to the demons? I mean, it, it, it was as though the pigs in some ways were electrified or, you know, I mean, it's supercharged yeah. somehow for that power yeah. of the demons to go into them and then rushing down a hill into the water where, you know, of course, they drowned in mass. I mean, right. I mean the, the thought uh, and, of that. And it's another example of uh, the destructive force of, uh, of demons, of uh, demonic forces of evil. Uh, these pigs were those people's livelihood. Yeah. And uh, for them all to be um, stampeded and drowned meant that these people now have uh, nothing to earn a living with. Yeah. So it's, it's not only dramatic, it's also terribly destructive. And for these people, uh, the end of their way of life. Yeah. Neil, you, you bring up something in this chapter about the pigs that I'd never thought of before. You likened it to the story of Pharaoh and his army. Um, chasing the Israelites as they were being liberated out of Egypt. Um, right. And so you said the March of the Pigs is kind of like the March of Pharaoh into the Red Sea, uh, something to grieve, also something to celebrate. Can you talk that, about that? Yeah, you, it's something to grieve because, of course, here's a loss of life. Uh, in the case of the pigs, the loss of animal life. In the case of Pharaoh and his host, the loss of human life something to grieve, but also something to celebrate because these are the enemies of God in the case of Pharaoh and his hosts and the enemies of God's people. So their destruction is um, a victory for God and God's people, something both to grieve and to celebrate. And the case of the pigs, the loss of life of these uh, valuable animals, the loss of the livelihood of the people of the region, something to grieve, but also something to celebrate because it's apparently the way these demons get disposed of. Hmm. Years ago, Neil, I, I had the, the, the fortune of being in the Philippines and um, the people, my host took us to a local cemetery. Now, of course, the Philippines, basically an island nation. And so people were yeah. buried in tombs. They weren't buried in the ground. And yeah. the heartbreaking thing of looking at these people who were living in and amongst the tombs. I mean, it was a, an entire population of several thousand people. And yeah. it, it, there were people who were naked, who were wandering around. People would go into these tombs, open the tombs up, take the bones out of the tombs, and then live inside there with their children. I mean, it was mm. truly hell on earth. And, yeah. and, and to think about that, you know, that the surrounding area, that was normal 
right? And you talk about this. Yeah. The man living in that cemetery, he was normal to everybody else. The idea yeah. that resurrection was going to come was also terrifying and totally out of the norm. Can you go into that a little yeah. bit? Right. So um, what's normal is always local. And for these folk, having this man uh, banging around in that graveyard, shrieking and trying to tear his fetters and all the rest was what they were used to. Uh, this was their demoniac, and they were entirely familiar with his habits. So when Jesus goes to work on him and exercises the demons and calms this terribly tortured man down, the townspeople find him next, not rattling in the graveyard, but sitting, dressed, and in his right mind. And then, of course, Mark says, and they were afraid. Four words that tell you so much. And they were afraid. In other words, the power of God scares them. Jesus is on the loose. He's God on the loose, and he does his healing power, and it so upsets what people are used to. They're used to evil in their graveyard. They're used to all this uncleanness around them, and when they find that Jesus has restored this man's life, really brought him to life, uh, they think, if this is possible, anything is possible, and it totally spooks them. And they are afraid. Yes. Of course, I've read the story, as I said, multiple times, Neil. But I have to say, I never, I thought that them being afraid of a healing was yeah. a judge. It was, it, it was a shame that they wouldn't be excited about that, that they wouldn't see that. But not until I read this chapter did I really put myself in their place and think yeah. about what that would be like. And you mentioned in here that seeing someone healed would be scary. And yeah. I hadn't really considered that. Can you break that down a little? Yeah. You know, I think most of us um, who are uh, reasonably Orthodox Christians uh, believe in the power of God, believe in the power of God to heal, believe that sometimes God uses our faith uh, for healing. In my own experience, it doesn't happen a lot, but I know instances in which I'm convinced that that's what happened. And I think that it's rare enough and powerful enough. And now here's the point, really uncanny enough. It's, it gives us the sense that we are dealing with something very other, very different, namely the power of God, the presence of the supernatural. Just reflect on the fact that every time in the Gospels when an angelic being is present, the first thing this angelic being says is, don't be afraid. Mm -hmm. That's the natural reaction of us human beings to the presence of the supernatural. Don't be afraid. Mm -hmm. We're talking with Cornelius Plantage. His brand new work is called Under the Wings of God. 20 Biblical Reflections for a Deeper Faith. Neil, uh, you relay a story uh, on uh, Chapter 2, God on the Loose, about a seminary student who prays. He goes and visits a woman who is ill. Please tell our audience this story. This is a story I got from my friend, the late Don Jewell, who taught 
theology at Princeton Seminary with such distinction for so long. Um, it, when Don tells this story about a, a student, he was a seminary student who was out for his summer assignment, so kind of a summer internship, mm -hmm. and he was just learning how to minister and in, included preaching, of course, but then it also included making visits to the sick. And so the student visited a very old woman, Mrs. Tiffany, who had been old and sick for um, a long time and was getting older and sicker. And he asked her how she was, and she said, not well. She said, I, I, I really wish the Lord would take me. And the student said, well, um, have you prayed about it? Oh, yes, she said, I've prayed about it. And have you ever had anybody else to pray with you to ask the Lord to reach for you? And she said, no, I never have. And he said, would you like me to? And she said, I would. And so this student, um, taking his faith in his hands, prayed something like this, dear God, Mrs. Tiffany is so old and so sick. And she wants very much to die and to be gathered into your presence. In your mercy, if you could reach for her and bring her home, would you, in your grace? She died on the spot. And the student was so freaked out about this that it took him two or three years to tell anybody exactly what had happened. She died on the spot after he prayed for her wow. to be released. Wow. And of course, he never intended that to happen. It was just a prayer. Just a prayer. It was just a prayer. Oh. I mean, that's a fabulous story. I mean, God, he shocks us. The power of yeah. God and the power of prayer, yes? Yes. So um, when we hear of a faith healing, we try to find out what other explanation there might be possible for it. Mm -hmm. uh, because the presence of God, the presence of the supernatural power of God is so other, so strange to us that it can have the power it had with that student. Yeah. Jesus Christ, as you say, Neil, Jesus Christ is God on the loose. Yes. Mm. Neil, uh, Kath and I, as we said in the beginning, have loved so much under the wings of God. Please talk to us for a minute about, about your study and your work and application that you would sit down and write something that really has resonated with us. It's so clean and clear and so powerful, and it encompasses so much. Talk about about that and, and how you absorb and then work and create. My uh, conviction as a preacher is that I need the, to respect the Word of God to have its own power. I don't have to bring my own juice to the project of making a sermon. Mm -hmm. The word of God has its own power. And my job is to figure out how to um, set the sermon up so that the power is released in the hearing of listeners and they connect to it. Um, so I try to let the scripture do its job. In the case of Mark 5, you know, a lot of the sermon is just telling the story. The story is all by itself dramatic. It's powerful. And my job is simply to call attention here and there to what the word of God is actually presenting to us. 
So I'd say the, the, the reigning conviction in all my preaching is to trust the word of God, to have its own power, and forget about trying to bring my own current to the project. Well, I got to tell you, as John said, we read a lot of books, and this one just jumped Seriously, it so jumped powerful. out to both John and I, and so we want to thank you for your very, very good work on it and for your kindness in joining us today. My pleasure, and uh, thank you for your generous words. Mm-hmm. Check out Under the Wings of God, 20 Biblical Reflections for a Deeper Faith by Cornelius Plantinga. It gets the highest recommendations from John and I. Thank you, Neil. Thank you. You're welcome. Have you or your children ever faced hunger at a level where your life or theirs were at risk? Or have you ever been in a situation where you had little or no access to clean drinking water and no ability to get it? For most of us in the United States, we have never had to face that crisis. But for children in the countries of Malawi, Zambia, and Uganda, it's a battle they face every single day. Cross International is asking for your help to provide life-saving resources for children in these African countries and other nations where Cross International has partners and is working to solve this crisis and assist with COVID-19 efforts. A $62 one-time gift per child helps provide life-saving resources like food, water, COVID-19 assistance, Christian education, and a Bible. If you would like to give a life-saving gift for one or more children, you can get involved right now by calling one 866 That's 1-866-806-2977. Or look for the Cross International banner at wordfm.com. It's a very common fear to have a fear of the dentist. There's a reason patients love Dr. Megan Stock. Voted Pittsburgh Trib's best of the best dentist in northern Allegheny County for the second year in a row. I feel particularly drawn to making sure that all patients are at ease. That extra gentle touch, the extra nudge to tell them it's okay, we'll get through this together. Exceptional dentistry meets compassionate care. Stock Family Dentistry, Perry Highway in Wexford at StockFamilyDentistry.com. Cornerstone Television Network has been sharing the gospel through Christ-centered TV for over 43 years. In 2023, our mission remains the same, but we can't wait to share with you how we're shifting to reach the next generation. Watch Visions of Hope with Keenan Bridges, Coy Barker, Eric Butler, Robert Jeffress, and Candace Smithyman. Tune in January 23rd through 27th, 8 p.m. on Cornerstone Television. That's Verizon Fios Channel 505 or Channel 805 on Comcast Xfinity. Marketing your business is hard. It's so competitive, and getting new customers is as hard as keeping your existing ones. We know it because we're a local business, too. So when it comes to marketing your business and getting new customers, we know how to do it. Our digital marketing firm, Salem Surround, is built to create customized solutions to your business, not your competitors, just you. Reach out to us at SalemSurround.com, and we'll work with you to create those solutions that will increase your business and bring you new customers. SalemSurround.com. Discover the magnificence of the Mediterranean with Alistair Bay and our trusted partner, Inspiration Cruises and Tours. Nine life-changing days of powerful worship, Bible study, and history. Sign up now deeperfaithcruise.com We are everywhere on your radio at 101.5 WORDFM Pittsburgh at wordfm.com the Word FM mobile app iHeart TuneIn and Odyssey
Rather cloudy skies expected for tonight with a couple of snow showers. Storm total snowfall 1 to 3 inches. Squalls can bring whiteout conditions at times. We'll see a low of 24. A couple of flurries tomorrow morning. Otherwise cloudy skies, the high 33. Considerable cloudiness tomorrow night, low 31. Then temperatures rising through the 30s overnight. Cloudy skies expected for Saturday, the high 43. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. This makes sense. Does what make sense? Hospital gowns. <laughs> Is there anything more humiliating in the world? Is there? Because if there is, I, I'm not quite sure. You know, with yourself flapping in the wind, uh, it's a humbling experience. We have we have to be able to do better, don't you think? No, no. I mean, I guess if you ask a nurse, she'd say, or a doctor. We need access when we want access, right? I mean, it's, if you can, you can you imagine someone proud? Is it? There's not a lot of pride wearing a hospital None, gown, is it? Actually, right? Hey, look at that guy! Oh, he's he, well, looks, he looks great. great. <laughs> it's the worst. That does not make sense. There has to be no, something. No, no, look. Look at no. how much we've evolved in the West. There has to be, what do you want? There has to be, like, I feel like we've reached a certain point creatively or something. where Maybe we a little Velcro? Something. Just some Velcro. Something that would do better than that. Flapping out there, tying a little bow tie or not at all. And, I mean, does, no. and, and don't, you, don't you just shudder when you hear the sentence open in the front or back? <laughs> like, I just no. don't even. But I do appreciate. Give me the twofer. Oh, what? One up front, one in back. <laughs> I don't mind that at all, because at least like you kind of go, okay, I'm covered. I've yeah. got some cover. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So give me the two. Yeah. But you're right. You would think that after all this time. Something. I mean, we can send a man to the moon Well, we can't come years up with ago. a better thing than the hospital gown? That right. does not make sense. All right. Does this make sense? Infant baptism. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I know it's not controversial at all. No. And people chiming in no. about infant baptism. I remember, okay, I was baptized as an infant. Okay. I bring this up. So was but, I. But then I went one time to one of these outdoor, you know, Christian festivals, mm-hmm. and people were lined up like like a hundred people in a Believer line. Believer baptism. And, you know, if you get dunked in the lake, people are lined up. And I thought, oh, well, I'm going to do that. And I was like, wait a second, you've been baptized. And I, mm-hmm. well, wait, I would kind of like to, you know, go through the process as an adult to experience that. And I had a little moment of struggle, not a moment, I, I struggled with myself about that. Yeah, I understand why you'd struggle with yourself about Infant that. Infant baptism. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> denominations, you know, spin Again, on Again, like, I mean, you're asking a Presbyterian whether infant baptism makes sense. And? Yes. Mm-hmm. Infant baptism makes sense because it's the sign of the covenant that you're I, welcoming the child into. Well, I'm right but with you. But if there's, if there's a Baptist who's listening, they're you're, horrified you're wrong, that of I'm course, saying right, that yeah. I'm completely wrong. I mean, it, it is divisive. It does not essentially separate you uh, one way or another. But I get it. My brother did not baptize his... He, he ended up baptizing his own children, which, you know, is kind of a weird what? thing. Yeah, told the story. 101.5 WORD. When God created us, he had a purpose for our lives. I'm Alan Jackson. I have the privilege of joining you each weekday to open our Bibles together. The Bible tells us that God has made us what we are. And in our union with Christ Jesus, he has created us for a life of good deeds, which he has already prepared for us to do. 
Join me and let's see what God has for us today. A fresh look at Scripture, weekday mornings at 930, Alan Jackson Ministries on 101.5 WORD. Eric was way behind on his taxes. I owed a lot of money to the IRS, almost $15,000. I tried to make payments. The IRS wasn't satisfied with Eric's efforts, so they came after him full force. They're coming to put a lien and a hold on all my income, my home, my car. I was just overwhelmed at what to do. Then Eric called Optima Tax Relief. When Optima Tax got involved, the cause was stopped. The threats were stopped. It was easy like... uh. One, two, three. Optima Tax Relief is A-plus rated by the Better Business Bureau, and their team of expert tax professionals took care of Eric's problem. I owe 15000 and now my debt is clean. I don't owe anything. Take Eric's advice. If you have a tax problem, you need to call Optima Tax now. Call Optima Tax Relief for a free consultation. Call 800-965-1433. 800-965-1433. Optima Tax Relief. Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. Have you ever picked up a towel set because it felt really soft in the store, but then when you got to use it, it's not very absorbent? It's basically a towel that's leaving you out to dry. That's why MyPillow has developed the MyPillow Towels. Towels that work. I know, it's mind-blowing. Towels that actually dry you. Their six-piece towel set includes two bath towels, two hand towels, two washcloths. They come in a variety of colors, and right now, you can receive a six-piece set for only $49.99 with promo code WORD. Or go to MyPillow.com right now and click on the radio listener special. MyPillow products come with a 10-year warranty and have their 60-day money-back guarantee. To receive this amazing offer on the six-piece set off MyPillow tiles, just go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener special, enter promo code WORD, or call 800-391-0954. That's 800-391-0954. Or visit MyPillow.com, promo code WORD. This is Tim Seckler inviting you to tune in each and every Saturday morning at 9 a.m. right here on Word FM 101.5 for the Life and Legacy Show, sponsored by my law firm, the Seckler Law Firm. Each week, we'll talk about your family's well-being as it relates to elder law, nursing home stays, estate planning, and keeping your hard-earned savings. And if you missed the Life and Legacy Show, you will find it archived at secklerlawfirm.com. See you Saturday morning at 9 a.m. right here on Word FM 101.5 for the Life and Legacy Show. The irreplaceable Kirk Franklin, Fabulous. who has a birthday today, John. Is he? Keep that going a little bit. That back song there. kills. Like, that, I just love the, that. This is the greatest. Yeah. Well, is it the greatest? It's it's probably in my top five tiny desks ever. Kirk Franklin. Oh, it's so good. It's so excellent. You ever I, seen him? In, I've never seen concert? him live. Neither have have I. you? No. Oh my gosh! Wouldn't yeah. that be awesome? Yes, it would be. He saved the day. Okay, his birthday's today. Kirk Franklin, yeah. happy birthday. Yeah, right. so I want you to guess how old you think Kirk mm-hmm. Franklin is. I was way off on this. I just want you to know. Kirk Franklin could be 40. He could be 60. Exactly. Um, then I'll go in the middle. Kirk Franklin is, I don't know. I, I really, this is just pure speculation. I have nothing to hang my hat on here. 54. 
He's 53. Yeah. That's very good. Very nice. Good. That's very Just good. Like, yeah. Shot in the dark. All right. Uh, Wayne Gretzky also celebrates her birthday today. Oh, listen. Um, during the Winter Classic. Did you watch the Winter Classic this year? I didn't. Gretzky was there. He was one of the guys, you know, sitting, you know, in the booth. Um, I think there were like five guys. And there was Gretzky. I was surprised by my uh, reaction to seeing Gretzky. Oh. I love Wayne Gretzky. Do you? I mean, I like I could feel like my heart kind of like went. There's Wayne Gretzky, like I, I got like fanboy excited. There's something about Wayne Gretzky that um, the great one. He is the great one. There's a purity I, I would say about him that excites me. Um, he was, he, you know, he's one of these guys who, when you look at him physically, by all accounts, he should never have been the great one. I mean, he was slight. You know, he wasn't a monster. He, you know, when you look at Evgani or you look at Mario, yeah, right, or, right. You know, I mean, Sid, these guys were, I mean, they're they're big, muscular men. Gretzky is not. And what he did on the ice is just, it's magic. I mean, I love him. I truly, I do. I, it's, and I, I get excited to see him. And he's, he's an, I'm, I was going to say he's an old man. Um, I have a general idea. He's probably 60-ish. 61, maybe. 62. Hey. Another very good very guess. Very good, yeah. But, man, do you, you have no connection to Wayne Gretzky? I really don't have a connection okay. to Wayne Gretzky. Maybe it was before your yeah. hockey time. Yeah. yeah, I really don't have a connection to him. I always loved him. Um, it just bothered me. I mean, he bothers me because he has some records I feel like Mario should have. If Mario would have been healthy. Yeah. That's uh, you know, can't my, blame my own guy. personal issue, yeah, you no, guys. No, no. Don't worry about it. Uh, Ellen DeGeneres also celebrates a birthday today. Hmm. And so I'm wondering, first off, are you a fan of Ellen? Uh, I, I have no strong opinion about Ellen. Yeah. Um, I mean, I love Dory. Yeah, she was yeah, excellent. yeah. She I think Dory. that's some of her best work. I I don't think I've ever I've saw never the Ellen seen show? her show. I would see it in clips. Of course, yeah, I right? have seen it in clips. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah. What's her title? Queen of Nice? Is she? Isn't that I don't what they know. say? I think this is what they say. I don't know. And then you know the you know it all blew up on her, right? Because half of her staff was miserable mm, and said it was horrible to work for her. No, it's got to be a hard job. That's all I'm saying. I mean, you know, that's a difficult mantle to have. Who? Nobody wants that mantle. Nobody Would you want that mantle? Nobody wants that mantle. Queen of nice. Everybody has bad moments, or and then some. Uh, Ellen, uh, been around a long time. When she, I mean, look. Okay, here, here's. Ellen was on the Johnny Carson yes, show. doing stand-up. I remember. Invited to the desk. I remember. So that's old. If you're on the Johnny Carson show, I don't care. You got to be old. 62. 65. Oh. Mm. Ellen. Three very good guesses, John. Again. Good. Again. You come through. Well, I, 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 a very tiny niche is what I have. Okay. Right? I mean, you, if you would mention somebody like today, I would go, uh but I know my generation. <laughs> of all three of them, I will say that I think Kirk Franklin's the most fun. <laughs> oh, That's I, just my own personal feeling. I mean, you know, uh, you don't want to hear Wayne Gretzky sing and you want to be, see Kirk Franklin on the ice. No, you're probably right. right. Everyone's got their skill set. You're probably right. Mm. Okay, moving on. Mm -hmm. um, news comes today in the Washington Post that the National Prayer Breakfast oh. uh, has broken with the Christian group that ran it for years. And I'm wondering if this is connected to the documentary made about this. Yeah. Okay. So this documentary, was it on, it's on Hulu, I think? I, I, that was before I had Hulu, and so I've never seen it. Mm -hmm. Under new management. Um, uh, okay. So I saw this, this documentary. I think it's called The Family.
right? Um, and this is to me like sort of like the worst of mainstream media, that they, they see people who are people of faith. They don't necessarily understand people of faith. And so we are already an oddity. And then they drill down into things and think they're a bunch of freaks. And, of course, what people do as people of faith, and I'm not trying to defend this group, the family, but I, I don't have a problem with a whole lot of what, what they do, to be honest. I really don't. Uh, I would, I, I, it's probably been a couple of years. since. <laughs> Is this an actual family? No. They call themselves the family. Because, you know, you are brought into the fold, so to speak, and, you know, you have a ho- there's a home. I think I think this place, let me see. The I, International I, Foundation. Mm-hmm. Which they is, occupy a, cor- a brownstone in, in Washington, D.C. Oh, do they? Yeah, and they do. And they are very <laughs> conscious of their lobbying efforts on behalf of themselves and, I would say, the, the Christian, for lack of a better word, the Christian right. Okay. In 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 Washington, D.C., and national politics, okay, the International Foundation. So what's the deal? Uh, well, it says that, w- as with many other things in our country, the COVID years allowed the members, with a capital M, which is weird, to hit the reset button and organize a working group to fulfill this longtime vision. Mm-hmm. So unlike past versions of The Breakfast, I'm reading here from The Post, which were hosted in a sprawling hotel ballroom with hundreds of attendees from all over the world, this new version of the gathering will only include members of Congress plus one spouse, family member, or constituent guest. So that's a big difference. Yeah. Okay, so the problem is, you know, from a secular you know perspective, when you say we're going to the national prayer breakfast, people would say, oh, great. So then it will be an interfaith prayer breakfast. Of course, it's not. It is a Christian prayer breakfast. Now, we've been we've been engaged, you and I, for a long, long time with the, with a prayer breakfast here in the city of Pittsburgh, right, which we love. Pittsburgh Community Leaders Prayer Lovely. Breakfast. It's lovely. It is a Christian event. Now, there will be a time in, in America when you would say a prayer breakfast and everybody would think, yeah, yeah I, I get it. Now, you know, interfaith, right, Muslims, Jews, um, Hindus, Muslims, uh, you know, Protestants, Catholics all together, most prayer breakfasts don't hold that. They tend to have one faith. And, of course, because Christianity has for many decades, centuries, been the dominant faith in this country, then a prayer breakfast is considered to understand it is a Christian-only gathering. Fair to say? Yes, fair to say. This is going to look different in another way, though. It's not going to be a sit-down breakfast as it has always been in the past. It's a nosh? Yeah, it's going to be... Uh, standing bagels coffee and tea and then everybody takes their seats in an auditorium so it's not going to be people sitting around a table you know having a little breakfast together little eggs benedict um so yeah so they're they're calling it a back to basics movement now the international foundation plans to hold a separate assembly at the same time as the prayer breakfast same time called the gathering which will resemble older versions of the prayer breakfast with ob- attendees observing the national prayer breakfast via video as part of a two-day convention with what organizers expect will feature significant international participation. So there's going to be the prayer breakfast, the national prayer breakfast that's going to have bagels and a seat in the auditorium. Mm-hmm. And then at the same time, Fine. you get invited to this other thing, Fine. and there's going to be people from all over the world, and mm-hmm. you're going to be able to... I guess, sit down and eat. Well, 
sometimes prayer breakfast can be um, marketing events. Yes. Right? Because people are interested, you know, um, in getting to know other people and people, you know. I mean, not everybody's coming because they want to pray. No. I mean, our experiences with the prayer breakfast here has been uh, inherently positive in every particular way. Well, yeah, but that's because Pittsburgh isn't Washington, D.C., Right. I mean, the fact that it's a national prayer breakfast, the fact that it happens with members of Congress, Congress mm-hmm. and the, the president and all of that, it's sure. inherently political. The, the, the situation in Pittsburgh is totally different. Yeah. Okay. So then I guess you would say don't politicize prayer, right? I mean, who wants to do that? Yeah, but the, – Yeah. Yes. I, yes, for sure don't – You're gathering don't, to pray. For sure don't politicize prayer. How can prayer, prayer be bad if people are but, gathering in good faith to pray together? If, if that's what you're saying, don't politicize prayer, then maybe you just scrap the whole thing because you can't have something like that in Washington well, to see what, if it's not politi- when if it's two not or political. more gather, it's always a good thing, is it not? But, of course, it's because it's D.C. and it's inherently political. And the times we live in, of course, everything's so difficult, isn't it? Why is everything so difficult? Everyone wants a piece of some pie and a piece of that, and there's a dollar sign involved. I would just like and... a piece of pie. Oh, please don't get me started. Word FM listeners, in this year radio commercial, I'm going to show you how the famous quote, two birds, one stone, should actually be four birds, one stone. I can see you're on the edge of your seat, but let's at least give it a try. It's Ryan from United Faith Mortgage, and what we're seeing from families across the country is how one stone, the cash-out refinance, is helping families four different ways. The cost of everything is currently crazy, which is spiking credit card debt, where interest rates are often three to five times higher than mortgage interest rates, which is why we're seeing family after family taking advantage of the fact that their home has skyrocketed in value and cashing out that newfound money to pay off the credit card monster, using leftovers on special purchases, setting a bit extra aside for future peace of mind. And the fourth positive is cleaning up debt improves your credit score, giving you better future options. If you're curious what a cash-out refinance would do for you, we are United Faith Mortgage. United Mortgage Corp. Melbourne, New York. And a listener 1330. That's Department of Banking and Securities. Mortgage lender license 22672. First, we decide where we want to go. Then we need to know the best way to get there. Hi, my name's Adam Barada. I'm the owner of Advantage Gold. We're the highest-rated precious metals firm in the country. We teach people how to own physical gold and silver. Now, we've won the Best of TrustLink Award four years in a row because we educate our clients on how to buy gold and silver the right way. We don't pay celebrity spokespeople millions of dollars. We'd rather pass that value on to you. Call 800-900-8000 and speak with one of our experts. We'll send you a free gold kit along with my latest number one national best-selling book, The Great Devaluation. Call 800-900-8000. That's 800-900-8000. Get the best information, the best process, the best service, the best value. Call Advantage Gold at 800-900-8000. Call 800-900-8000. Advantage Gold is not an investment advisor or a tax advisor. Consult with your financial advisor before investing. Call 800-900-8000. Let's see, if something costs less, but people are happier with it, That sounds like something to look into, and that's MediShare. Maybe you've heard switching to MediShare to pay for health care can save the typical family 500 bucks a month, and that's huge. But it's also true that people are way more satisfied after making the switch, too. The customer satisfaction rate for MediShare is double that of the typical health insurance plan. Double. MediShare works. It's been around for more than a quarter century, and members have shared more than $3 billion of each other's bills. People love having telehealth and a huge nationwide PPO network. So, yeah, you can save a ton and like it better. 
Imagine being happy with how you're taking care of your health care. So if you're self-employed or part of the gig economy or you just want to plan you're happy with, you can call right now and get a price within two minutes. A very, very smart use of two minutes. Here's the number you need. 844-41-BIBLE. That's 844-41-BIBLE. 844-41-BIBLE. All urban centers are prone to grossness, but Lawn Starter... Uh, has that organization that we follow so Long closely. Started, yeah, they have mapped the dirtiest cities in America. Oh, all right. Yeah, uh, based upon uh, some criteria, factors that, uh, include air pollution, living conditions, infrastructure, and consumer satisfaction. So they visited. So this isn't like litter on the streets. Uh, part of it is. Oh, I guess because yeah. that would yeah. be that would be you know. Is it what kind of satisfaction? People who live here or people who are visiting? No, people who live here. Okay. Infrastructure, consumer satisfaction, pollution, ground pollution, air pollution, okay. and whatnot. So, 50. Okay. 50 of the grossest cities in the country. Number 50. Who's the, is this the grossest city? Yeah. No, no. This is the of the 50. This okay. is number 50. Okay. So this is the... So, okay. So this... Moving forward to number one. Okay. Oh, which is the grossest city. Yes, right. So number 50 is Cincinnati, Ohio. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, let me see. Never spent any time in Cincinnati. I've driven. I have. I've driven through it. Never it's a wonderful it. city. Is it's, it? Yeah, it is. Uh, home of Procter and Gamble. No. Oh. Did work for Procter and Gamble you there. Could mm-hmm. play a board game. Um, let me uh, cut to the. How about Long Beach, California, number forty-three? Uh, I've been there. Mesa, Arizona, number thirty-four. I've been there too. Four, Dallas, Texas, thirty-two. Okay, we're moving up to dirtiest. Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, coming in surprisingly, for at least at my perspective, at 31. Really? I, Pittsburgh's dirty. It's a dirty, dirty city. You think? Uh, I know. I mean, it's a lot less dirty than it used to be. Does that mean anything no, in this context? Okay. I don't think so. I'm surprised it's so, it's so low. Really? I would easily think it'd be in top 10. That's because you're so upset about all of the garbage on the parkway. It's a mess. And the air pollution is horrible. And U.S. Steel should be ashamed of themselves and all these other industries. Yeah, I knew you we were live in, I mean, yeah, I knew it's you were a pit. I love this city. You know I love this I city. But man, oh man. Okay, top 10. Yonkers, New York. Okay. Oklahoma City, number nine. Mm. Fresno, California, eight. San Antonio, Texas at seven. Really? Bakersfield, California. Mm-hmm. Hmm. That's Kevin McCarthy's district, Bakersfield. Is it? Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jersey City, Jersey. Oh. Number five, mm. <laughs> Jersey. Uh, number four, Detroit, Michigan. Okay. Number three, San Bernardino, California. I don't know anything about San Bernardino. You think these California cities would be like garden spots? Well, number two, Newark. My sister lived in Newark. Uh, Back in the 60s. Uh, number one, dirtiest city in the country. Yeah. Houston, Texas. Really? I was in Houston not too long mm-hmm. ago. I didn't find it particularly dirty. Really? I didn't. I I, I found it particularly ugly. Huh. But we're not talking about the ugliest cities in no, America, no. are we? I'm sure Houston's a wonderful city, and I'm sure it's filled with wonderful people. It's just not pretty. Could you imagine, though, the people like the mayor of Houston going... Oh, we've been signaled out as, as the, the dirtiest, dirtiest city. city in America. That's that not like great rough. for your convention bureau. No, would it be? no, no, it wouldn't be at all. Anyway, okay. on that sad note, we okay. leave you. Have a great night, Pittsburgh. The Ride Home with John and Kathy, a production of Salem Media Group. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.